0: And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael.
1: All right, folks. Welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 39 today. Uh, We have our good buddy Chris Emerson here, and we are going to discuss the moon. Houston, we have a problem.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This guy chimes right
1: now. (laughs) So let's start this off with the fact that, um, throughout time, um, you know, humanity, as long as we've been conscious of it, it's kind of pondered the moon. Um, and if you think about it, even though the sun creates life and energy and, um, is the center of our solar system, there's something uniquely weird about the moon that, you know, people don't really question the sun at all, but there's a lot of people that question the moon, um, Chris, what do you think is the weirdest thing about the moon to you?
2: Uh, well, I guess the weirdest thing that I don't quite, it's just because of my, uh, lack of scientific literacy, I guess, is the fact that you only see one side of it at all times. Uh, that's, that seems, um, uh, pretty crazy. Um, But, uh, other than that, I mean, I, I, I I honestly, I look at it every night and I I think to myself, this is crazy that that is right there, you know, like, um, same thing with the sun, but it's, it's like, um, I think it's something that I take for granted and a lot of people take, take for granted, but, uh, it's kind of a strange thing. There's just this big giant body floating (laughs) along eyeballs, baby. (laughs) What's that? Big giant ball, big, just a big old ball floating around. Yeah, I, th- I, 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 it's a trip. I like if I'm ever like, uh, coming home from a gig or whatever, and it's, it's late or, or whatever, whatever the case is, I always have to stop and just stare at it. I'm like, eh, maybe I'm just tripped out, but I always kind of oh, yeah. check them out. Yeah. Those
1: are dumbbells. Those are just my balls, baby. <laughs> um, well, you said it, you
0: said it, but something about it being close. I mean, it looks close, but okay, it's So here, fucking far away.
1: Here's the deal with that. The moon, okay, uh, the moon, you know, there's an equal distance between the Earth and the moon and the sun. We've talked about this on the other thing. Take the distance to the sun, divide it by the sun's diameter, and you get 108. Do the same thing with the moon, and you get 108. So there's a weird... Thing the the sun is 400 times further than the moon, um, but yet they appear to be the same size in the sky, um, and that's because the, the sun is also 400 times larger. So, I mean, well, just...
2: I, so what you're saying is they appear, but the first, what, did, what was the very first okay, thing so you said? I was just
1: saying the distance, okay, so there's a lot of people equate 108, like in there's Cambodian Temple that's got. 108 pillars, there's um, uh, 108 you know, associated with Stonehenge, and then there's also 108 uh, is like a, I don't know what significance it has in the Hindu uh, religion, but there's some sort of signif- uh, significance there. So I was just saying the distance between, if you take the distance from the earth to the sun and divide it by the sun's diameter, you get 108. If you do the same thing with the moon, you get 108. So it's almost like the perfect trifecta of distance and proportions and that's why we get the eclipse right Um, and it almost it's like 99.9 percent perfect or something like that
2: it's crazy you can't make that up
1: (laughs) you can't make that up so i mean and there's even speculation like you know with bible or ancient you know pagan ritual stuff like that's the holy trinity would be those three the the earth the moon and the sun um you know there's speculation on that but i mean who knows
0: well, I I, I acquit. I, uh, I give the moon a lot of uh, props for pulling the tides back. You know, I mean that's a big fucking feat. Now, is is that responsible for life creating on land? I don't know.
1: Well, I don't think it creates the tides. What it does is it pushes it back and forth. So it's not just it's the the, the action of it that's pushing and pulling. So like that like reveals things like when you see like shellfish and stuff that gets washed ashore. It's not the fact that there's a tide coming in. It's the fact that it's getting pulled back too. And it's allowing, you know, it's that back and forth motion. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like I said, like proportionately, it's almost like they're perfect, you know. Um, And I'd have to look at other solar systems to see if there's anything similar like that. But it just seems like, you know, there's a lot of weight put on the fact that they are kind of, you know, like we said, like is, you know, even though the sun's four times further than the moon or 400 times further than the moon, it appears to be the same size, you know, when it goes across the sky. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. There was a really crazy kind of orange moon going on a couple nights ago. Yeah. I
1: think that's the
0: harvest moon. That's awesome. Or oh, the next, or oh, the next full moon is the harvest moon.
1: Was Neil Young playing on the moon? Or? That's a
0: great song, man. And he may live there. I don't know.
2: <laughs> he actually
1: does. Um, oh. w- so let's get into this. Uh, okay, so we got a little bit of science out there. Let's get into a little bit yeah, that, of it. As much
0: as we fucking know, man. With, let's I get into a
1: little bit of weirdness. I'll add more science in when, when it fits. But let's get to the the stuff you guys want to talk about. I know was the conspiracy shit, like the fake moon landing, or possibly there's suggestions that we actually did land on the moon but that only the footage was fake because you know them doing it the first time what if something goes wrong kind of a thing or you know it was a space race you don't want to appear weak in any way or a failure so
0: right well it also you know uh, proved dominance when we said we had rockets that could go to the moon that just made everybody shit their pants so we had that going for us
2: yeah it's a it's yeah it's like it's hard to know we, one thing you, you, we do know is for sure some things were like for instance when they were pretending to show the earth and but it was really like it was the window of the um, right. and, and they, they did they, they covered it up in a certain way so it looked like they, there were some you know shenanigans going on uh, that's that, that, you know for a fact that they, they did some silly stuff like that but it's like but does that necessarily mean? Ones the whole the, the whole
0: thing's riddled with shenanigans. Are you fucking
2: kidding me? I don't know if that's the one I'm thinking of that that particular. That's the
1: famous one of Earth's you know the view of Earth from the moon.
2: Um, that uh, that's not the one I'm talking about though. They're they're inside and they're like it, they it, it looks like something like that, but it's like they're covering a window or some uh, it, it, some kind of. Uh, Foolishness like that that like people did in the sixties, you know, right away with stuff. But but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know what I mean? So,
0: well, I just want to know: Does the moon? Does it mean? Is it bullshit to us now? Because we don't even we don't go there anymore. We don't we don't seem to. Well, uh, twenty
1: twenty, uh moon, Expr- uh moon express, uh which is a company. I think it's like Silicon Valley entrepreneurs got together they're going to create a, a robotic mining uh, station on the South pole of the moon. And you say, why the South pole? Well, that's a good question because we landed in the sea of Tranquility, which is kind of in the middle of the moon. Um, but they found that in the shadows and the dark parts of the moon, uh, there could be ice, there is ice, that, that they they have found a little bit of ice. Um, and uh, so And we also know that the moon is rich in titanium, I think, what is it? How many times more? I think the number is uh, like 10 times. There's like 10 times more titanium on the moon than there is on earth, which is crazy. Um, and that also is speculation of what's called the hollow moon theory, because there's a lot of stories like when the Saturn V rocket got ejected off of the Apollo mission, it got shot out. It hit the moon uh, apparently, the moon, according to NASA, rang like a bell for three hours afterwards, and there was tons of seismic seismic activity. Now, what we know about mass of planets and stars and moons, that shouldn't have happened. So, there's obviously not a lot of density or, you know, a, a heavy core with the moon. So,
2: yeah, I'm I'm fascinated with even the. Uh the uh origin of it um i feel like the last like uh you know one of those um bbc documentaries or whatever the last one i saw about that was it was like that it was all one body the earth in the moon's mass and then something some kind of massive collision happened in the early stages and that was what it came from but even, but then I, I I can't remember all the
1: details of it. Yeah, that was a, supposedly our sister planet. Thea uh, um oh, slammed man. it, slammed into it, and then the pieces that broke off cooled, and through gravity kind of turned into a moon. So, but the, I I don't I mean, I guess whatever. That's the mainstream thought on it. I I, I like to think that that's kind of what happened, but part of the you know other part of my brain that wants to believe in shit says well. You know, it's, it's too perfect, too important to us, you know, but then you have the other people saying that that's why we are so important because there was this weird thing that happened that created the possibility for life, you know, with our water and then the tides and then, you know, the gravity and then the way that it lines up with the, the, the sun during the eclipses and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, is there any knowledge about what it's made out of? I, I know we don't even really know what the earth is.
1: Yeah. There's guys that wrote this book that said, um, I forget what it's called. It's, I think it's too rushing guys, but basically if we were to make the moon out of stuff that we know of, that's what the moon's made out of. So that's why there's speculation that the moon could have been created. And also a lot of those craters are all the same depth. If this thing was getting pelted with like heavy, big fucking comets and asteroids and all sorts of shit, the the crater impacts would be a lot deeper and they all kind of go to a certain depth, you know, like there could be some sort of hard shell right under the surface or something. I mean, we've got different layers on earth, so that's not that weird that there would be some sort of layering in there, but if the or if the moon is hollow, then that is kind of weird.
0: Yeah. You would think it'd be simple enough just to go up there and drill. But again, we have problems doing that on earth. So i guess it's not that easy
1: yeah i mean but you know we're taking the whole uh the mining thing you know like that. like i said moon express creating a mining station there around 2020 i mean that's that's a big fucking deal um let's see if that happens or not that's only you know a year and a half away now but yeah and then you know like big news from out the whole solar system they're finding the the water on mars you know underneath that uh like a frozen lake, you know. I mean, that's there's just, uh, you know. I remember when they poo pooed the whole life on Mars thing, even like microorganism type stuff, and now they're saying, "Oh, well, maybe there is." You know, it's never, you know, real. I don't know. You don't. You don't really get definite stuff from NASA because it's always being changed. You know.
0: Uh, no one wanted to fucking believe David Bowie.
1: <laughs> All right, David Bowie.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> But, I mean, look, there's weird stuff. There's a lot of people that think the moon is, like, some sort of matrix, too. Anybody that believes all that, like, conspiracy, like David Icke or Ick or whatever his name is, and then your Alex Jones types of people, yeah. you know, people love that shit. But um, Oh, yeah,
0: that's, you can go off the deep end, but I remember a couple of years ago I was talking to Chris, and uh, we, remember we were talking about all the shit that's just weird about the moon landing.
2: Yeah, there is a lot of weird stuff, it, and it does get you to think you're, like, you're like okay is it completely bogus and like nothing they didn't go or is it that like you said Maisie, did they go and then they're like nah, we're not going to show anybody this or we're going to film this thing or it's like what you know it, it is strange that nobody's been back anytime recently it seems right. like it would be a place where i i don't know it seems like Somebody would have been back.
0: Should have a McDonald's up there by
2: now. Yeah, well, give them give them some time. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like they're gonna do it soon. I don't know. What?
1: I know Trump was trying to go back there. I don't know if somebody talked him out of it or they canceled it. But I thought that they were supposed to try and do something. Um, well, but- I
0: used to be a firm believer that yeah, they they probably went, but then when they flew back, the Van Allen belt, the radiation wrecked all the uh, the footage. So then they came back and had to recreate it to prove to people that they did. And that's where uh, the Kubra comes in. So you could, there's kind of a little truth in all of that stuff.
1: I mean, I that, could, that could be true. Part of the, what you're saying, though, is that NASA did admit that they lost a lot of the footage. They said though that what happened was they recorded over stuff for reuse. Number one, which sounds like stupid as fuck. This, these yeah, people this, is, this is a historic raking, moment. They're they're raking in all sorts of loot, and they can't fucking buy more tapes or whatever. And no. then the other thing they said was is that they just lost it from like transitioning to different buildings and whatever. That's it. Just sound the most epic moment in your history of your program and you lost all the fucking footage i don't know but then well, forget
0: they a, forget about the footage they lost all the fucking ones and zeros all the math that pro that proved that the that the you know the ship went up and all that stuff and the distance it was from the earth and it tracks the whole mission all the ones and zeros and all that math is just gone
2: yeah it reminds me of like early 90s when i taped over my sister's pearl jam <laughs> Taped that man go for our wedding <laughs> go for that
1: <laughs> um
0: yeah some, nasa's doing that shit man come on
2: the, can you other, imagine being the guys like yeah sorry i you know i t- i taped over the the thing man you know well that's why speculation
1: that neil armstrong and buzz aldrin if you watch their interviews right after they landed yeah you could say they're worn out or they're you know, feel weird from being in space or whatever, but they acted strange and, like, kind of down in the interview right after. You'd think that if you just went to the moon, you'd be kind of fucking pumped and excited, you know?
0: Well, I'm glad you brought that up, because that's kind of what spurred this whole, uh, or spawned this whole conversation, is because I was watching Joe Rogan and he's like, look at these guys, and they look they look super shady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're just huge losers and are just totally afraid of being in public and speaking in front of a bunch of people, but it's 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 strange and all these things they're just one after another after another and it's you know i don't want to be a joke conspiracy here but this is something well
1: i mean there's a lot of conspiracy stuff too like but i think there's a thing about how buzz aldrin was a freemason and he was even performing uh masonic rituals in one of the the uh rovers or whatever
0: what the, what
1: and uh and actually i think they waited to do shit in the one point till it was like perfectly aligned with like orion's belt too or some weird shit like that so yeah there's some weird possible shit going on there um but yeah and i guess they both became alcoholics or had substance abuse issues when they got back both neil and buzz yeah I think the weirdest thing to me, though, is the fact that the moon has uranium-236 and neptunium-237. Uh, uranium-236 is like radioactive nuclear waste, like byproduct, and te- uh, <laughs> neptunium-237 is a radioactive metallic element that's like a byproduct of making plutonium, um, and they're, those aren't naturally occurring elements, so that's kind of a weird thing. Now, I don't know if a star explodes and it shoots shit out into the universe and it just so happens to land there, if that's a possibility, but the fact that we know what we know about the universe and elements and, you know, sending rovers and missions and different things out, we know that those are naturally occurring.
2: So that is very strange. Yeah. Well, hopefully these guys actually do go up there and, Dig around and see what's
1: going on Well they'd be robots It would be like sending exactly. them, Like the Mars rover thing It would be like sending that kind of shit Except they'd be like mining and taking core samples And that kind of shit
2: Yeah
0: I, I have to, Out of all these crazy bastards living in, on the world, in the world You can't find some guy to go up there And just fucking prove everybody wrong
2: Oh there for sure would be But yeah maybe just It's just way more cost effective You know just the
0: I guess it's just over my head. It is, what, 260,000 miles?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot further than people think, so I, I guess that's part of, um, you know, people think it's, like, right there because it's so big. It's just yeah. close, you know? But you
0: can fit every planet in the solar system between us and the moon.
1: Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. But, like, spatial-wise, not, like, the distance or yeah. But yeah, you can line them all up. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, we landed and supposedly landed in the sea of tranquility. I mean, personally, I think we landed on the moon. Um, but I mean, like I said, there could be some fuckery with footage and, um, you know, maybe redoing shit or filling in blank type stuff or, I mean, who fucking knows? um, yeah, it's one of those weird things where it's like you can't, it's one of those things you cannot prove, obviously, because there's only one way to find out is to actually right. do it yourself, and that's just one But what way do they
0: belt. say about the Van Allen belt? They go through some hole in it?
1: I don't know about that one. I, I assume that there's shield, I think I read something on Reddit not that long ago where they're, they're special, they have shielding that protects from the radiation. I don't know if that's credible or not, or if that's even true, but... I would think with the technology we have, knowing what we know, we'd be able to, you know, shield against that. There's also people that see that said
0: that they uh, saw the actual like the canister, like the device that they went in. You know, the can. They they said it was like a tin can, the capsule. (laughs) So I don't know.
2: But with your, but what you said, Hogan was potentially the film was damaged on the way back. But it's kind of like what. Or, or I guess it could have just been damaged on the way there too, and then yeah. we're like we're like, oh crap. Well, that's
0: my theory that kind of wraps in everything because that, that that shit with the Kubrick, with the with all the Shining stuff. That's that stuff's wild. Room one thirty seven, or is it two thirty seven? I
1: think it's two thirty seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: two thirty seven because that's like that was supposed to be the distance to the moon or something.
1: You know it's weird though. Is that shit I was just talking about? Neptunium two three seven. Well, yeah, weird. Yeah, is it? Yeah, you
2: know, but the, but that thing with the Kubrick, there's a um, there's that documentary where they talk about it. I think it is called Room Two Hundred and Thirty.
0: Right. That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
2: But the the thing is, there was there was one guy. There was the Jay Widener or some, some something like that, and he was the kind of like this moon guy. He was talking about the moon uh, symbolism and all this stuff. But uh-huh. then another guy. Unconnected un- to that guy, that was like, no, this film is about Native American um, right genociders. So like, it's one of those things where you could. Uh, I feel like you could look if you're looking for some some kind of thing. And yeah. then this guy had really detailed. He's like, look, and they, when they're in the kitchen, and this there's just one can, <laughs> and it has well, a yeah tang or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no,
0: and there's a can with like an Indian on it, but there's yeah. also yeah. just tang in there. And yeah, then the so part that's with that's
2: the cool. elevator with
1: the blood rushing out. Yeah, Yeah, that's supposed to be Indian genocide.
2: So it's like, you know, like so one guy and then there was another person that was convinced it was some other kind of thing.
0: It was some of that stuff, though, with the room and because he changed the actual room number from the book and then the little boy with the ball. And then he stands up. He's got a fucking NASA. He's got a a U.S. Army or a USA uh, rocket ship on his shirt. And he stands up. There's some wild stuff.
2: Yeah, he didn't really do anything randomly. Didn't. And that's what
0: I was gonna say. If you believe that Kubrick was the master that he was, obviously he's a genius. Is he is he that big of a genius where he'll take a book and then take the adaptation of that and then infuse all these crazy theories into it? I would love to believe so, because that would make him one of the obviously the best filmmaker ever.
2: Well, he was one of them anyway.
0: Well he is for sure, but I mean, to one of, of that level.
1: Of what I took from that movie was the fact it was the subliminal messaging is what I took from that whole thing. That's what he was doing with all of what you guys were talking about. Like, yeah, there's different things, but the main point of all of it was this in, in his movies and commercials and all that shit was the subliminal messaging stuff, you know, just by, placing that can there or showing the Indian, on, you know, on the thing or, you know, imagery or just, it's like, you know, he's trying to spark uh, emotions in your subconscious without you even knowing, you know, and what I took from that.
2: Yeah. That kind of thing. It's like, yeah. Are you just looking for trouble? You know, when you go digging for some of these things and then you, you find what you're looking for. Yeah, it's hard to know. It, it does, it, it is strange. Like, I feel like our technology now, even though we've come so far, it's still like even my freaking computer's a pain in my butt, man. I can't <laughs> imagine sending human beings, you know, to another place that far away and landing the thing. You know, I don't, it's, it sounds crazy. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean I mean there's a lot, again there's a lot of weird shit involved with it and it's just one of those things that you can't prove, you know? Like you can prove gravity just reach out your hand and drop something, you know.
2: Well, um, but somebody would say, "Well, yeah, you can prove it because they have the film." So then you're like, "Well, you either, you know."
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like assuming that you don't believe the film or believe no, what they're no. saying, like the only way to prove it is obviously to actually do it yourself or I mean, look. Um yeah, they've had,
0: they had, people have done it themselves. They recreated the, that shit with the with the fucking shadows and everything.
1: Well, here's the other thing is there's other countries, you know, like you think if there wasn't some fuckery going on with that, they wouldn't have called shit out, you know? Well, how come another country hasn't went? I think other, there was something on the docket I'd have to look. Why don't you look that up, see if, I've, I've, like, Japan or India, I feel like one of those, one of them are trying to go to the moon soon or yeah, something. Yeah,
0: trying. Exactly.
1: So I meant, like, <laughs> for their first time, just... Though. Well, a lot of these countries don't have the, the capital or the economy to even do something like that. Do you know how much money it takes to run, like, a NASA or a European space agency and shit like that? It's, it's a lot of fucking money. I'll tell you, it's not just millions, it's billions. Um, and that's why you see, like, SpaceX and a lot of these private companies doing it now because they have all this equity and capital from all their, you know, Silicon Valley ventures and all that kind of shit, so...
2: Yeah. But is but the part of the thing? Oh, who was I just watching? It may have been on Rogan, uh, but they were talking about the difference between the approach that NASA takes with the rockets and then the private companies. They the private companies have an incentive to try to make it reusable. Yeah, where it. it, it and therefore, you know, more cost effective. Yeah,
1: they're reusing NASA's Uh, old shit and and repurposing it. And
2: then it's a one and done kind of thing for the rockets, so.
1: Right. I mean, that's smart. If you ask me, why wouldn't you do that, you know?
2: I don't know, yeah.
0: It
1: says three countries
0: have soft landed on the moon. I don't know what that that, that's got to mean that just not human, no humans are with them. Yeah. Let me find out what a soft landing is, but it's the United States, USSR, so that was Clearly during Russia. the Cold War, yeah. and then China. Let's see what a cool landing means.
1: I think China's supposed to be going to the dark side of the moon too, if I'm not mistaken. They're Are they. they
0: taking Roger Waters?
1: <laughs> um, oh, that was the other weird thing. Apollo 10 mission, which was the one before, obviously famous Apollo 11. Um, they heard weird shit on the. They were doing like some sort of like reconnaissance mission and apparently they heard some weird music coming from the dark side of the moon and i know it sounds like but i guess they kept this like secret nobody said anything for like 30 years but it's like a real thing you can look it up uh but you know what the fuck is the cantina band just hanging out on the dark side of the moon or
2: (laughs) i've had to teach that for a lesson before did you Uh, I heard,
1: I heard somebody play it on the ukulele and it was sick. It was like all the parts by like one guy on the ukulele. It was pretty fucking incredible.
0: Yeah. did John Williams compose that song.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. That guy's.
0: Yeah. He's probably top dog when it comes to the
2: movie.
1: (laughs) I mean, some other weird stuff too, is like, you know, we've talked about this too. Um, vibration and frequency um everything spins at a certain you know um rate and everything but think about too like if the moon affects our earth and everything that much it probably is affecting us it's definitely affecting our circadian rhythms i mean think about sleep and the importance of sleep and actually what happens when you sleep you know think about um you know night and day like the just the huge difference between the two um but the moon in terms of like i said there's a weirdness about it that i don't i don't get that same feeling when i think about the sun the sun is a little bit more straightforward i think and, you know if something's living on the sun it's it's you know some fucking ashy motherfucker that's been
0: <laughs> ash-y know, like, Larry.
1: <laughs> well i mean like what would he you know, you I don't. You don't think of like ETs or like alien life living on. You know, it, it's it have to be some sort of crazy fucking AI or something. If that was, the, which it's definitely not the case. But, um, but yeah, the moon's just got some weird shit about it. Um, like I said, there's people that think it's like the Matrix. You know, like creating some sort of um, you know, part of like affecting our consciousness in some way or stuff like that. And there's even ancient texts. That talk about a time before the moon um, you know like I said we, we know from mainstream that this happened probably 5 billion years ago or 3.5 billion years ago whenever the earth was created and Theia hit the earth and whatever but there's you know definitely other ancient texts that talk about how there was a time before the moon even existed which is kind of weird um, so I mean, oh, what,
0: what text says that I'll
1: look, <laughs> I'll look it snap.
0: up snap I'm going to put you to it
2: no. No, yeah, that's, that's
0: crazy. Well, well, while you're looking that up, I was going to say uh, it clearly has an effect on the, the human psyche because my mom uh, worked for a doctor's office, and whenever the, whenever the moon was full, man, these, like, all the kooks would come out of the woodwork, and yeah. it would always be a hellish day for her. I don't know if, if people are aware that it's a full moon and kind of getting themselves into that kind of mindset, or if it actually is fucking with their emotions. I've had some pretty crazy experiences on uh, full moons before. Um, what are yeah, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I could see how it may have some kind of effect, but coming from uh, uh, the Vedantic angle, you know, you would say, yeah, but still, there's, there's a hierarchy and, and your intellect is at the top of it. And so even if there's some kind of physical... Adversity or, or change or fluctuation, you should be able to. Uh, that would be the, you know.
0: So you're, okay. so you're saying they're psyching yourself out or?
2: Well, the, or, or you're let, it, it would be like letting yourself um,
0: succumb to.
2: Reactionary or, you know, like un, unnecessarily. Okay. Uh, you know, like, so if you get over emotional, they're like, well, that's, that's because you weren't checking the mind or the intellect. And so, like in other words, it'd be like an excuse to say, "Well, the moon's full, so I'm gonna go," you know.
0: (laughs) Right, but I think there are people that aren't even totally aware that it's full. Well, that
2: that's the whole problem is not being aware.
1: Right. Okay. So there's ancient uh, Aboriginal stories that talk about pre-moon folk, which are obviously people that live before the moon. and there's also Sumerian records that talk about Anunnaki, which some people just think ancient aliens when you say that. But that's in the Sumerian text was uh, the gods um, and that talks about how there was a time before the moon or people living on Earth before the moon.
0: Well, maybe an asteroid hit and that's what that, a piece of it well, f- shouted sh- sh- off and.
1: well i mean that that's a big deal though because i mean look those are ancient texts they could just been making that shit up you know to kind of you know myths i mean it's just like i do believe some myths are real things you know like flood myths and there are certain things that i do believe are real but then there are other myths that maybe are ways they're trying to scientifically explain something by using stuff that they knew you know um but That's a big deal because imagine, you know, everything we know is predicated on the fact that the moon uh, moon created the tides. And, you know, we started out as ocean-dwelling, you know, organisms that slowly started walking up on the beaches because of the tides. And so, I mean, that would put a big fucking damper in the evolutionary or, you know, origin of species uh, Darwin, you know.
0: Hell yeah, I'm convinced that it's the most uh, advanced piece of technology there is.
1: There's some people, there's even speculation. Prove me wrong. A lot of this alien stuff is the fact that the moon was dragged here purposefully. You know, like if you thought about it, yeah, there was probably the sun and yeah, or earth, whatever, but the second you drag this other fucking thing into the mix, it, it changes everything.
0: But what about all the moons on other planets? What are they there for?
1: I mean, there's speculation there could be uh, life on Titan, which is one of... Was that, uh, Jupiter's? yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Isn't that, I that's, that that actually could house life.
1: I don't know if Europa Europa might have water, I think, too. Um, and then there's other weird shit, too, you know? Like, we've talked about this on others, you know? the um, There's something tugging on Neptune, and uh, I think it's either Venus or Jupiter's orbit a little bit. So there's some celestial body that we know that's out there that's, has enough gravity to pull on a couple planets. So, I mean, that's some people speculate that's what Nibiru, Nibiru is or uh, possibly some sort of dwarf planet or something out there. It's giving a little rub and tub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's giving a little rub and tug. Um, But then, you know, you got Ceres. Ceres is a dwarf planet and it's in our asteroid belt. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a lot of shit that people don't know about that's just hanging out in our solar system.
0: Yeah. It's a. Uh... It's quite humbling to look up there. I really got into this stuff when I started taking pictures of, of the moon and the stars and all that shit. When yeah. you take a picture with these cameras, it's a very long exposure. So you click it, and then the screen's all black, and you wait for your, 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 your camera to suck in a bunch of light. So you're sitting there for half, like a half a minute or whatever, and then the picture, boom, appears, and it's, it's incredible. It's, it's, you're, you're looking at something that you can't see with yeah, your eyes very well. Let's pull up a picture you
2: took. That's awesome. Wow. That, that reminded me, Hogan. That um, one of the th- the things uh, is that they left the uh, reflectors so that you can. Um, wow, you did that, Hogan. I didn't take that.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I've got one of his though. I'm gonna pull it up right now. I got your Blood Moon one here. I'll
0: yeah, that, that that was from uh, I think two years ago. It was uh, an eclipse. I don't really have very good gear for shooting moons. I don't have super <laughs> uh super uh massive focal lengths, but that's essentially what all
1: right there you go uh,
2: that's that's kind of like the one that I saw um,
0: yeah, I think they have well that, that that's an eclipse, but yeah those those blood moon those blood orange moons are pretty sweet.
1: There was something weird though last week too. you could see like double moon because of some weird reflection thing or something. Uh, I didn't end up seeing it myself, but...
2: I uh, what know. I was saying, though, is the reflector, so that you can point a laser at this the, the, the specific spot. Oh, really? The, the be- yeah, you should look that up. I forget exactly what the, what the deal is, but anybody can do it, as long as you have the, uh, the stuff. Yeah,
0: our uh, Maisie's uh, stepbrother, has these, he had these army-issued lasers. These things were fucking nuts. That's a little blurry because I had to blow it up, mm-hmm. but True that was cool. a long time ago.
1: Oh. You know, those pictures you took of the Perseid uh, uh, meteor shower when we were camping this year in the Milky Way and stuff, those were actually really good pictures. Anybody interested, they can go on to Mike and Maurice, mindescape.com, and it's under the picture uh, section.
2: Can you look up the, uh, what the, the thing is about how the orbits are synced in a way where you only see the same side?
1: Oh, you mean well? That's just yeah. You mean how the the moon is constantly facing? Yeah. The 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 non-dark side of the moon is always facing us. You mean? Is that what you're? Mm-hmm. Let's see. If we well, can what's, pull what's up. the?
0: Uh, I can you can pull something up. It looks like it's a pretty long yeah.
1: explanation for this stuff. Try and bring up a picture though, because we can't play movies on YouTube. Because you we can't play go. other people's. Show. You can. You can. Motherfucking robot algorithm will get you.
2: Oh, they get they get you fast for that. Yeah. Yeah. like music stuff too.
1: Here, I'll pull this up. But as soon as I stop
0: talking, it's not gonna be on anymore. So here, I'm
1: gonna pull it. I'll pull it up here. Do it again.
0: There you go. It's pretty crazy too, because the moon is always popping up at different spots. Like I'd go out and take a, and, and shoot the moon, and be coming right out of the of Lake Lake St. Clair. Then I'd go to the same spot the next night and, uh, it wouldn't be that the same spot. It's just kind of like, I mean, there's, there's apps that you can get to track the moon and everything, but it's kind of a meticulous bastard. <laughs> you gotta be on that dude. Mhm.
1: I mean, yeah, like I said, I mean, that's why we're doing an episode on the moon and not the sun. It's because it's, it's so fucking weird, you know? Um,
2: sun's pretty weird, too, man. I mean, the whole the situation is weird. Right. Well, it's like so. constantly
1: billion nuclear explosions happening all at once. Yeah, that is weird. But like I said, there's something mysterious about the moon. And I think because it's correlated with sleeping and nighttime and dreams, you know? Like I said, the fact that um, when we dream, we go to this fucking weird realm, you know? Like, I mean, who knows? We can also stare at it. You can't stare at the sun. That's true, too.
0: Yeah. There's something about, you know, being up north and just looking up at the stars, and it's almost like time to start pondering life or pondering outside of your norm.
1: What, uh, have you ever, have either of you guys ever had any, like, weird dreams about the moon or anything? I had a dream. It was
2: made out of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't You're made out of cheese. Yeah, I don't think I have. No, I I don't think I have either. Me either. And I I rarely dream about like space or anything like that. But like I said, I I just find it weird. Um, I don't know. It's just got this mystical ass fucking quality to it, you know. And I think some people, when they think of like occult type stuff, though, I think Saturn is the one that most people are drawn to. You know, it's got that weird hexagonal pole that almost isn't isn't
0: it supposed to be the dark star well an old sun that imploded or
1: something yeah that was like because most star or solar systems or star systems are binary systems right and ours isn't and that's what you know partially makes it so unique uh but yeah there's speculation at one point that it was another sun or something and something happened uh i don't know if i believe that but there's a lot of like a cult and like satanic type stuff and different uh correlations and there's a weird six pointed hexagonal. If you look at the pole of Saturn, um, there's this weird, like shape, hexagonal shape on there. And then, uh, it's the sixth planet. I don't know what the, if, if you're looking for the third six, I don't know what it would have been, but I mean, there might be six rings. I don't know. Actually, I think there's seven rings. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, our whole solar system itself's weird, but there's just a few things that get a little bit more attention than, now. you know, nobody's talking about Jupiter, you know, if you, people talking about Neptune and Uranus, people don't talk about that shit, you know. But we talk about the moon and Saturn and, you know, all that, you know, those two things are probably the most unique, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I'd, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really get into these planets that are just balls of gas. I don't think that's that cool, man.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they're not really that cool. It's, <laughs> not, even like we, it's not even like we would want to go there because there's nothing, you know, you could learn about, like, gas or the way stuff's suspended or stuff like they're that. They're actually you
0: doing know. some studies on Jupiter in that storm, that's, that relentless fucking hurricane. The eye oh,
1: yeah, of Jupiter yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's like
2: 300 years that it's been going
1: yeah it's been a long fucking time
2: yeah yeah see i think that's i think that's just as insane to me that stuff i think that like it what it seems like is because the moon is so uh relevant to us and it seems so close that we you kind of like it's almost like you look for extra stuff with it Whereas, like, I, I, I kind of disagree. I think the the whole thing is unreal. Like, um, uh, like, I, I don't like particular. I don't think like, oh, Saturn, this has a special like thing going on. Or, I, the whole thing is insane. Yeah, me, kinda. It's like it doesn't even make any. It's like, what is actually going on here?
0: <laughs> Does the Vedanta have, touch anything? Does yeah. it have anything to do with the space travel or? they, yeah, they, so they do
2: and I know that um uh the Swami bhakti Vedanta, who I think is the guy that George Harrison and, and all those rocker guys were going to at one point, I know he had a lot to say about it, and they have a whole um uh, mythology behind it and all the their gods involved and but I have not studied that in particular because it doesn't really come up or it hasn't so far in. The Gita, which has been, like I said, my main focus, and it's not that's not what's going on in that one. That one's about the battle with Arjuna and he's talking to Krishna. So I haven't come across a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, But even with all that, they I think they would just say it's this. Everything is just the self, you know. Like um, didn't you say?
1: We talked about planets and stuff being, like, celestial bodies being conscious before, and that each one having its own unique trait and everything. I remember
0: you, I
1: remember you saying something about how, like, you choose, like, if, you, you know, you're studying Vedanta and there's reincarnation and everything, and reincarnation um, would also align with picking, like, if, oh, I'm going to go to Earth and get work done here for My soul or my consciousness, or something, as opposed to like a Mars, or this guy was from Mars and now he's going to Earth, that kind of a thing.
2: Yeah, I think that that's more like the uh, I think Steiner had stuff to say about that kind of thing, like he had he, it, but it wasn't like he wasn't talking about pe- actual like people walking around on no, like consciousness
1: right. or something, right?
2: Yeah, and but that's yeah uh that's something that i don't know too much about as far as even what he says about it although i do i like i remember um yeah he so he he would say the christ is like the sun it's the center and uh so he relates it to that no but I don't know the full you know this gotcha. you no know, this person goes here or there or whatever, but uh um
0: well, what does Christianity but, say? They say, oh God points his finger and then all this shit was created and-
2: but but yeah. but back to, but even just back to the but but at the end of the day even with all its wonder and beauty, I think there it, it's just all the self and it's beyond uh our ability to comprehend as we are now. It's like you have to w- awake like a dreamer wakes. You become the waker. You don't like, you're not dreaming like, Oh, I'm this other guy. Actually you wake up to it. And then, and so they say everything we see and think is real. You wake up to the, uh, the ultimate truth. And you can't, you can say something from this standpoint, you can understand you have to become it. So, uh, so like, I I don't really try to think too much about these tripped out like planet things, because it's like, it takes away from the, the self, you know, trying to go to the ultimate thing.
1: Right. I mean, Uh, that's where what I've been kind of into lately is not outward exploration, but inward exploration. I think that maybe some of the answers to some of these things can be found more within than, you know, like we have this, awesome universe that's infinite and ever expanding, but what the fuck do we know about ourselves? You know, like what the fuck do we know about this planet? Seventy percent of our planet's water and like ninety percent of the oceans have never been explored, you know? So it's like we're going outward and we're taking all these tangents and we're not even, you know, kind of looking at ourselves in the mirror, if you will.
2: I actually yeah, that that actually is kind of the perfect analogy. And I was thinking about that a little bit ago. Um before we started that it, it is kind of like it, um, it, it's the perfect analogy of where people are seeking like, you know, like outward <laughs> Yeah, like where, where, where it, what it really tells you is that's the exact wow. opposite place you need to search.
0: So space is a perfect metaphor for that.
2: Well, well, especially, you know, all the effort and, the, and all the, the time and money and everything that goes into doing those things, and it can't tell you anything about answering. Uh, uh, like, it always comes down to who, who is the I that says I am. You know, that's, you can't find that on, a, on you know, another planet.
0: Well, NASA invented uh, cordless power drills, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't fuck around, man. No, I mean, like, I I, I understand.
1: I think know. it's marrying the two. I, I think, like, I've talked about this before. During the scientific revolution, it was a mixture of philosophy, science, music, spirituality. You know, there wasn't one thing that was getting shit done. It was a bunch of things combined. Not that we need to do that exact model, but um, I don't think that reductionist scientists are going to give us all the answers as much as they think they are. I'm not saying that nothing has been, obviously we've had great uh, success with a lot of this stuff and there's been some real visionary people that have gotten some stuff done, but as a whole um, people are so concerned about what's out there as opposed to, you know, there's people that have internal struggles every day that don't address them and then they turn into something else. Everybody's so concerned about, you know, everybody else around them except for themselves that it's almost like constantly passing blame without fixing yourself. And then I think that's kind of why we're in this um, world that we're in now that people don't like is because everybody's been kind of passing the blame and instead of just looking themselves in the mirror and saying, Hey, I fucked up. I did this or, Hey, I fucked up and did that. They just want to pass it off on somebody else.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, that's the, um, that's the the crux of it. Yeah. So it's like, I, so back to the, Space travel, then I kind of think about all that goes into that and all the effort. And it's like things are just falling apart here, you know, yeah. and, uh, in a big way, you know. And so, like, it, but you know, and, and it's funny because when I was a little kid, I was obsessed with like, I loved having like, you know, remember those glow stars, like the oh, yeah, yeah, wreck well, your fucking wall, <laughs> and then, like the <laughs> space posters. Like, I, yeah. I, I love that. You know but then like i, I guess it's kind of like a f- for me it's a, a fruitless effort it's like what, what um th- none of the ultimate answers that I would be looking for could be found yeah like i
0: uh, right, you're gonna say, oh, this gas is Jupiter, okay
2: even if, even if you find life somewhere else, um which I'm sure I, I'm like uh, it's almost a, a, a certainty that it has to exist, or it seems it would somewhere else. But even if you find that, it's still like, who is I? Who is unless we're me? living in a, co- a
0: closed system?
2: Well, if, well, it doesn't. But it doesn't even matter, it doesn't? Like again, it doesn't answer the question. When when I say I am, what? Who is like? What is that like? To answer like, who, who am I? Yeah. Or what is consciousness? It's like we can. Uh, so they would, in Vedanta, it's the self. It's it's one, and, and even, like, so, like, getting obsessed with, like, oh, the Big Bang or this or that, it's like, I, well, I still, something, we're here, so something exists. That's the, the, you know, that's the core issue. What is going on?
1: Did you yeah. watch, have you seen our episode, on, or do you know who, like, Tom Campbell is? Um, we talked about, like, simulation theory and how, He's got this idea that we're um, basically living in the simulation, not necessarily a technological one, but just think of you know how we look at robots. Something could be looking at us the same way um, and that we're in some system that's what entropy is, is like the measurement of randomness. And we're trying to get to this place where there's lower and lower, lower, lower entropy. So there's no randomness and everything's just love. So it's like this funnel all heading towards this one big, Uh, blob of love like that's where we're all heading um that's pretty much the gist of it but i mean there's a lot of more he's a nasa physicist and uh scientist and everything so i mean it wasn't he's not just some you know weirdo guy
2: yeah well i mean i i think it's a simulation in the sense that it's not the ultimate reality uh but i i don't know that we're talking about the same thing with, with that particular, like, I, I'm not familiar with that guy. Well,
1: but, he's all about like meditation and out of body experiences. Like he did a lot of stuff with remote viewing for the government and like that kind of stuff. Um, so he's all about like the astral plane and, you know, he's, he's a basically a real scientist that's saying these things are real and we don't understand them kind of, but, he's got a theory on it He's
0: the only fucking scientist that believes in (laughs) spirituality it's a lost breed unfortunately
2: i don't know I, i mean i think that i think two things get conflated all the time one is religion and two is uh whether you want to call it spirituality or acknowledging that you don't like just saying, I don't know. Like, like, uh, um, I was listening to an interview with Neil deGrasse. What's his name?
0: Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. And, and,
2: uh, and he was talking about with Sam Harris about his problem of being labeled an atheist because he doesn't like what that has become come to mean and what it represents. Oh, which is almost like just the, the the flip side of religion, it's like they are almost dogmatic and religious with the way they approach things. And he's like, I just—he's like, he
0: lays down it, the facts that are been proven.
2: What's that? I said he just—he just
0: lays down the facts that have been proven time and time again. I don't really think he goes into that. No, he, I think I,
1: I heard part of what you're saying too. And he, he talked about it on Joe Rogan too, how. He's not. He doesn't necessarily believe in a god, but he's not going to get mad at somebody else that does because it's it's not it's counterproductive towards finding yeah. an answer.
2: Yeah, and he's not going to be like he's not going to be a like a provocateur about it. Like you can you can critique um, religious thought if you want, but being like these some of these guys are are, are like it's like you're not going to really win too many people over with this kind of like. Um, it's not a good way to win an argument, I don't think. To be like abrasive in your approach, right? So, um, but uh, anyway, even but even from that, but but there's so what I think it's uh, this is this was my point a second ago. I think sometimes even uh, I, I do like watching a lot of debates with Sam Harris, and he's a really super smart guy. But I, I think sometimes he's attacking like. Um, uh, kind of like religious fundamentalist types, and and then and then mixing in anybody that that questions uh, things, you know, like but isn't necessarily religious. I feel that way, you know, like with that group, and it's like uh-huh. I'm not this, uh, I'm not in the same group as that. You know what I mean? So,
1: I, yeah, he loses me at determinism. So,
2: oh well, yeah, because um, uh, even though. See, and and Vedanta has things to say about this too. It's like even though you have what the or Vasanas or your um, uh, it's your kind of your bundle of desires. It's what propels you into the life you're living. um, Even though that is determined by your past actions, you still have. Even though, and you there are certain limitations to what you can choose and restrictions and things have been determined. And you're dealing with its cause and effect, but you still always have the choice to keep directing yourself in a different way. If you choose now, you have to deal with the consequences of what you've done, but that's not the same as to say that then you have no choice ever. You know, that that That
1: actually sounds like that Tom Campbell should a little bit in the sense that he's talking about probability. So like if you're in jail, you pretty much have no options, but if you're a baby being born, you know, or let's say an adolescent or becoming an adult for the first time, you almost have unlimited amounts of choices. But for certain people in certain situations, let's say, you know, you got in a car accident. Well, there's only a certain amount of things that you can do from there, you know? So it depends on the situation you're in, but there's a probability of usually like, you know, five to 20 things that you will do based on what just
2: happened. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And your past, too. But, yeah, I mean, the whole determinism thing where everything, we've talked about this, too. It's like. Uh, <laughs> hey, your um, whole life's been determined already. It's, it's like a game. And it's like, you know, if you told, you know, we're playing basketball. And if you told me uh how much force you were pushing at what angle, for, you know, and all it gave me all the dimensions of everything, you know, I could tell you if you were going to make the shot or not, you know, like that type of thing. But I would only know that knowing what I know from like an outsider perspective based on what's there. So like, let's say there's a God. God knows everything that's going to happen. So in that case, maybe there is a determinism applied to one person that knows what's going to happen before it happens because he's omnipresent, I'm, you know, omnipotent, whatever. Um but yeah, if you're an outsider looking in and you have all the answers, then it is determinism. But if you're in the thing or in the game or in the simulation or in the life or whatever, you don't have those tools, you know? So.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> he goes, so yeah. You know I going to say yeah. Yeah. Again?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but you know i like i said I, I you know we can talk about all these philosophers and different things all night long but it still doesn't change the fact that as much as we know there's still very little that we know which is a scary proposition
2: <laughs> yeah yeah but it's also um uh i think of it in terms of how i i think of like uh music stuff it's like I kind of get excited. Uh, it's like, I don't want to be purposely ignorant of of things, but then it's exciting to know there's so much more to learn. No, that's awesome. You know, I get like, I love that. Like, it's fun to find something you're limited in and, uh, and then be like, wow, man, I've got, there's so much stuff I can take in, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like that. It's like, I don't know. For me, I don't want to get tethered to one thing or the other because everything always keeps changing.
0: Well, that's the thing. It's like, well, now we know that we don't know. So <laughs> now that we know that, we can well, try, then, not, try and know a little more. You know?
2: That's one of the most important hey, things you No, know But do tethering. you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. That's, I, that's, I think
1: what I've come to from all my studying and reading and everything in the last couple of years, what's come down to is this, this is that there's only one truth. And that is that truth is ever evolving. That's the only thing I can take from all, you know, besides like, you know, Descartes, you know, I think therefore I am, which is, you know, a pretty basic one. But from there, the only thing I know, the only thing I know is I've had epiphanies and I'm like, that's the answer. That's, that's the shit. And then some, you learn something else or you experience something else and it's like, oh shit, there's a lot more to this. Maybe that's wrong. Um, And then it just keeps going on and on and on and on. So the only truth I know is that truth is ever evolving. And I don't like what you're saying. I don't want to plant myself into one seat because you don't know if that, you know, seat's going to get ejected at some point.
2: Yeah. I, I'd almost like frame it. I I know what you mean. I would almost frame it differently in the sense that it seems like truth should have some kind of constant to it. You know, like, it's like, it, so the idea that truth itself is evolving would diminish its value to me. But but the, but the idea that our perception of it or our or, or, or closeness to it is is changing, that would make sense to me. Like you, you know what I mean? Like
1: so like, you're taking like a uh, like a um, like a Newton approach to it, where there's a constant in the universe. There's a you know it's this constant thing, and you're saying that our inability to understand that one constant is what makes it always fluctuate. Um, I would agree with that, except I think that how we interact with each other, whether it be phone or TV you're talking to a person or experiencing things together, or whatever, I think that has a huge impact on truth too, the way that humanity interacts with itself. Um, so I get what you're saying. I mean, there's certain scientific truths you know, and, and constants out there, but I also think that we are so complex that it might not be that simple. That's, you know, but I do agree with you that there is some sort of like gray area that we all need to meet in, you know?
2: Yeah, no, I, w- I was just more talking about the, the, uh, truth. It's still, I, I would, I wouldn't call it truth itself, uh, fluctuating. Like in the sense, like you, you would say, um, Back in the day, the Earth was the center of the the um, solar system, you know. And then, right. but but then that was that was the truth. And then, but then it was just that we we didn't know how to look at it, and we didn't actually know the deal. And then that becomes the truth. And then Newton comes along and has his math, and that was the truth. And then Einstein, you know, does his thing, and then others later. And it's like, um, but but the but I would more would say that. Rather than those all being truths, they were none were true okay Do you see? So you're saying
1: it's just we just don't have like what we were saying about playing basketball. you just, just don't have that outsider's perspective of what's actually happening
2: yeah, like like I would just say that rather than the truth evolving, it's just that our uh proximity to it is changing like we're, we're just we're getting a little closer to it, but then again, I still don't think you. Can, through those means can ever get to the ultimate truth
0: so is Mulder wrong the truth is (laughs) not out there
1: (laughs) um but that actually brings up an interesting point though too because um i think that what you're saying actually is a truth in its own right but it's like things that we use like science and stuff that we're figuring out even now we've got the cern the the Hydron Collider doing shit and, you know, they're doing all yeah, sorts of crazy... us in
0: things. other dimensions and shit, man. Well, no, they
1: will. The they said even if they created, like, a mini black hole, it would be so small that it would, like, dissipate in the air. It would be, like, smaller than a molecule. Um, but what I was going to say involves that like shit
0: baffles my mind too, man, our
1: academic understanding of what's going on right now. So yeah, you know, the theory of relativity, uh, theory of relativity, that we're still proving that that's actually right with different things that we're experiencing, like black holes and different things. But in terms of quantum theory, we're fucked. Um, we're still on We're, we're in a three dimensional world. Um, and you need 11 dimensions for string theory to be true. 14, Here we go. 14 dimensions for M theory to be true and 26 dimensions for super string theory to be true. And we've only gotten fucking three. So, I mean, you got like people like Sean Carroll, who's a theoretical physicist. I think he's, um, a teacher at one of those colleges in California too. Um, and you got all these people working on all this stuff, you know, Neil, Neil Tyson doesn't even hold a candle to some of these other fuckers doing this stuff. But, um, those are all math and probability based and um, we don't know what's going on the quantum level and we don't know what's happening during the double slit experience experiment. We do know what's happening in terms of like what we can observe, but they don't understand exactly what's happening with it. So,
2: yeah, I mean, the, 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 uh...
0: you just think when we get down to the quantum level, it's just a waste of time. Don't you? Well, I mean, think about like, yeah. As above, so below,
1: <laughs> as above, so below type I can see of thing. It in Your eyes, man. You know, you could you could take the giants marble theory. Like we're living, you know, we're living in this thing, that we're living in a thing that's living in a thing that's living in a thing. You know, we could be a cell and something else. You know, um, you know, it's weird to think about. I don't think it's necessarily true, but you know, there's certain mind uh, experiments you can play with that. But yeah, I mean, I th- there's a lot of weird shit with that. You know.
2: Yeah, but, but like, he, here's where I'm coming from. Let's say you are the thing inside of the thing that's a thing or whatever. You know, like, you keep the... the right. Let's say that that is true, and then you find out that that's true.
1: Doesn't change. You still,
2: haven't, you still haven't said, well, who is the I that is experiencing it? Right. You no, know, like, who is... Uh, I, like, And that sounds like a really silly thing, but it's like... no.
1: I mean, some of the most basic questions are are the most intense, serious ones that nobody ever asks. So I don't think that's silly at all.
2: Like um, you would still be a a conscious being that's you're there and you have to ask yourself, well, who is the I, who am I? You know, and you you can't answer that through what you're describing would be, where am I? Uh, You know, that would be more right. would would be the answer to that question. It still doesn't say who who are you, where do you come from, those kind of things, and so like you you can't you know you, I, I don't it, um, I don't think you can get there through those means. But like even when you're talking about Sean Carroll and. Um, and the, all the math and stuff. I was thinking of how it's just an abstraction, and then digging into more music stuff, and you you see how complicated and seemingly designed all of it is, and it's insane, um, the way that you know music fits together. You guys, you know what I mean. Sometimes right. you know, when you discovered like. Uh, Mixolydian is the fit. Yeah,
1: scales yeah. and uh, yeah. modes and all yeah, sorts of
2: stuff. You shit. see all the all the patterns and all the geometry and even just the shapes. Mm-hmm. And all yep. this, stuff, you know, and the or just looking at a piano and the, and, you, and it's like we created those instruments, but the 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 thing of music, it's all here, all of it, you know. Yeah, and that's in, that's the interesting question: where does that come from?
0: Right, we created things that we use to create more things. And, <laughs> that's, I don't
2: that's, know. that's more like a, a little more interesting to me than like, then like the, the thing about Mars or whatever. It's like, yeah, I mean, that would be awesome to find out about likes, but we're falling apart here anyway, you know? Right,
1: yeah. Well, another weird thing to think about, too, is think about, like, us. Like, we have gut bacteria. There's millions of them in there. Those things control what the fuck you put in your body and shit, you know?
2: Yeah, well, everything's... Um...
1: I'm just saying like think about it like in terms of that like and we've talked about this on the AI thing like we might create a robot maybe that robot's going to create something that's not even robotic but something else that it's its own creation just how like we created that robot maybe there's something else that's created us that we think of as us being different because we're biological but what does that even mean there could be some fucking higher level than that you know.
2: Yeah, but uh, like again, then you would. <laughs> you are in the same boat. I
1: don't know. I don't want to hear yeah. this eye shit. I want you to speculate on that, my friend.
2: Oh, what's that?
1: The, just this, this like multi like dimensional. Okay. Like I, we talked about this too. And I know we were talking about this with your brother on the camping trip we went on. Uh, the book Flatland by Edwin Abbott talks about, you know, one dimensional. You're looking on a line with a bunch of dots on it and you can only see the dots, you know, in a one frame or. 2d you're basically playing you're in mario brother land you know just the 2d uh, spectrum and then we're living in 3d imagine something that's in 4d we might even we might not even be able to perceive it at all or if we do it's like a tiny piece of it you know so i mean you, you can go on in infinitely like that so maybe you know who knows maybe we're seeing like two percent or three percent or less than that of what's actually out there
2: Yeah. I think we might be talking apples and oranges a little bit though, because like even, even still
1: bananas and grapefruits, bro. Come on.
2: (laughs) Like even, even so you're still, uh, in the same, the same boat. It's more describing where are you or, you know, like it's, it's not the fundamental question to me.
1: You're just like my fucking uncle John with that shit. The, It doesn't change anything. And then, like, I look, I totally respect that. But something about my mind always pushes me to to look for these answers. And maybe that's just a... You got to get out of the material, bro. No, it's not about the material, though, because I'm constantly thinking about the non-material and the metaphysical and all that kind of shit. I'm just saying in terms of uh, I get what you're saying, and I apply that to my life. But I still think that there's something that can be learned that is not about that if that makes sense i don't know if that does
2: well it, it does because that's what every single um person does like we pursue things here it's, it's not like you say well life doesn't matter you know so i don't have to figure anything out it's i mean people, people that do that no yes there, there are yeah there are and there's nihilists and you know all kind of you know, <laughs> Kinds of different people. What is this
1: is Big Lebowski. What the fuck's
2: going on? <laughs> no, really, you know, that's the but, but that's where that kind of thinking seems to be leading to. I, I feel like a lot these days is more nihilism and not believing any, in anything. And, and not like the, the thing is, um, I can get with not um, believing anything in the sense of not just taking anything. Um, without questioning it. And, you know, like, so in that sense of being skeptical and, but then if you, but then if where you get to leads you to, I'm no, nothing matters and there's no purpose. Um,
0: I almost feel like that's what science always leads you to though. Cause
2: well, yeah, I
0: mean,
1: yeah, these. Lord, uh, if you Lawrence just
0: die in a million years, what the what, what am I even going to have left? Let's say well, you are like a movie star.
1: Your movies like might a, be gone. Yeah, Lawrence Krauss doesn't believe in God. He makes fun of people that do believe in God. He, he's like one of those scientist fucks, the Big Bang uh, theorist types that you know, like what you're saying, you know, that's kind of the road. And that's what they're teaching in school and stuff. So it's kind of hard to go against that or create this culture, what you're talking about, where we shouldn't think like that because that's kind of what people are being programmed to
2: yeah but even like so and i i lawrence krauss bugs me so much man Uh, i fucking punch his
1: smug ass in the face
2: but let me let let me say this though the thing is that again he's he's kind of uh punching at a, a a not it's like a not it's like when you just said god like he doesn't believe in god it's like first of all we can't we we we're saying a word that we can't even define. Like, right. so if 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 I ask Hogan, "What does God mean to you?" and I ask you, and then you ask me, I can guarantee you that every single one of us will give a different answer.
1: I mean, for me, it's pure energy or whatever the building blocks of everything is.
2: But the, and yeah, but the the point being that when you, that you you say a word. But words are supposed to hold a kind like a consistent remember when I was talking about truth and it has to have a common, right.
1: I get what you're saying.
2: Or it doesn't have a value. And then so he's attacking like a word that nobody really agrees on anyway. Mm-hmm. But what but it what really what it is is we acknowledge that there's something something more we don't know, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And he's attacking this caricature of it that no it's like I think a lot of people aren't at that, you
1: know, Sam Harris does the same thing too. When you see him fight about, when you see him fight with like Jordan Peterson or Brett Weinstein or one of these other guys, when they fight about it, he's like, so against it, almost like he's jealous and and, and he might not be jealous, but it's like that guy that like wants to poo poo something that he wishes that he was in on or had some sort of insight on, you know? Well, if, if, if you
0: lived your whole life and everyone passed away and you lost your parents and, you, your whole thought process is this is it. I'd be jealous too of someone that had uh more of a scope and wasn't so fucking yeah, but you, is that what center? happened? Or are you just I don't, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm assuming well, think about it if you, if you go down the road, he, he's going down, you die, and that's it, you turn into dust,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, but isn't the second law of thermodynamics? I mean, we're basically energy, so technically we have to exist after we cease yeah, to Yeah, you go into the ground and ol- become food for other shit. But it can right only here. be transferred. Yeah, but th- I mean, that's what we are. We're stardust, you know, according to you know, Carl Sagan, you know, it was the famous thing, you know. Um, but I don't know, man. I think that uh I think, you know, it's the, the truth lies somewhere in between. I think you need science. I think you need philosophy. I think you need all these different people to speculate on different. And I think you need even some of the wackos, because the truth lies somewhere in that primordial soup of gray area, you know? And nobody, like you're saying, nobody can really get to it, but we know it's there somewhere.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Like, working in... Um, uh, in harmony. That was that was one of the, the aims, I think, of anthroposophy, is they, that Steiner was trying to create a spiritual science. Uh, yeah,
0: that's what I like, that kind of stuff.
2: But, yeah, like, yeah, of course we need science, but we need... I just hate that you say science, and it's immediately,
0: you're just like, there's nothing, there's no faith, there's nothing but cold, hard facts.
1: I mean, you could look at, that's why we're at where we're at with humanity, too, because... Back in the day, people would think, oh, this person's got it tough. They're, they'll go to heaven or whatever, or this person, this list. this. Now it's like there is no heaven, so we have to make everything as comfortable and as awesome, for which is a good goal. Everybody should be comfortable. Everybody should be taken care of. Everybody should be happy. Everybody should live their best life. But there's this like pursuit to make every single person on earth equal or happy or something like that. And I don't know that'll even ever happen, even if we used all of our resources for that kind of stuff, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, but I, see, I fundamentally, I would say that the times where I get into trouble, whether it be just in general, just in life or just in a funk or something is when I'm too comfortable. I think being comfortable is one of the things to run away from, you know, but uh, uh, like what would, it, would it, you, you want to be content, even if you're not comfortable, that would be the goal, I would think, you know because um, then you rely again it's the external pursuit thing you know
1: right no I mean I agree I think going through a tough time or having some major bullshit happen and having to overcome it I mean I think that makes some of the best people some of the most creative people I mean if you look at some of the top artists or top musicians or top thinkers or whatever they've all had to go through something nobody's really tiptoed their way into anything amazing you know it's all been some tough tough shit and uh, you know like the old saying goes you know you create a diamond with pressure you know so um yeah i don't think we have enough pressure i think it's just uh you know too much la la land and reductionism and um that's where we are
0: <laughs> boom <laughs>
1: But uh, let's wrap it up. We're actually going to have you back on. Uh, we couldn't do it today, but we'll do it another day. We want to talk about uh, Lucid Dreams, and we'll get our other buddy Lee Adams on here, and you guys can kind of go back and forth, a more scientific approach to it. And then I like your uh, Vedanta and uh, kind of Buddhism approach to it.
2: Cool. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I love that. See, that, th- that kind of thing... Um, uh actually I know where you, you just said you wanted to end, but on on no, that go point, ahead, go ahead. I think that's a fascinating um uh state of mind to be in with the lucid dream because it's unique in that when you're the waker, you're you're not usually you're you're never the dreamer and the waker at the same time. And then when you're the dreamer, same thing. You're not the waker. And then in Vedanta, they also talk about the deep sleep. So you're never, you're never, one, you're never two of those things at the same time. You, you can only be one at a time. You're the deep sleep with no you know, dreamless state. You're the dreamer or you're the waker. And so when you lucid dream, somehow you are um, two at once, which it, it, it's unique that way. you know. Um, yeah. And I think there's a lot of cool insights that can be had in, in, with that. Um. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway, I was about to go on a tangent with that, but I guess I'll save it for whenever. Oh no, Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah. Then save
2: it if it was going to be <laughs> some good
1: shit. But um. But yeah, we'll get you back on here maybe in the next couple weeks. Um, I know little Maury is going to fucking Vago Cool. Vegas for the
0: weekend. I'll be back.
1: Huh? Um. You better leave everything there, dude. Whatever happens there stays.
0: There.
1: <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, we'll get you back on soon, and this was awesome. Thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll catch you next time.
0: Cool. Thanks. Fly me to the moon. (laughs)
1: Peace, guys. Peace.